This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. I pop off. The Clover's there. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this Monday morning edition of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast brought to you from the patio studios and of course by my good friend randy green at innovativecompanies.com home of all four teams underneath that one umbrella that can take care of your residential commercial or industrial needs we have the construction team heating and cooling team the electric team and of course the new plumbing team up and running ready to take care of you 35 years experience second generation craftsman and as i always say a man of his word shake his hand look him in the eye it's going to get done i promise you that's randy green at innovativecompanies.com well, folks, it's uh, it's Monday. Um, free agency is uh, open. Uh, there's GM-type meetings going on this week. Um, we have an article from the, the – invo- I'm not going to say from – involving the Cardinals, uh, basically saying they're open for business and they're open for big business. Now, what that means, um, I think we've heard overtures before that we were going to do this or do that. Um, I always hold out hope that this uh, this ownership group and front office uh, would understand the needs uh, and wants and weigh them out and see the importance of them. Uh, that being said, there are no guarantees. And just because they said they're going to do something doesn't mean, A, that they will, or B, that it can be done. I, I also understand that there are constraints and things like that. Now, that being said, uh, I've said numerous times that um, the Cardinals are in need of some real help. There's real help available, and I think they have put themselves in a spot. And I don't mean that. I think people think I mean that in a bad way, like the Cardinals have done something wrong here. I don't mean they've done anything wrong. It's the reality of the business. Okay, they have they just haven't been able to develop that iconic player. Uh, They've developed some nice players. Uh, they especially have some young pitching, but they just haven't been able to develop that core guy that you pencil in, every, you know, 162 games a year. When you go to do your lineup, the, like, you know, like Tony LaRusa got to do all those years, I just go to my lineup and the very first guy I write in is old number five, batting third. And then you do your lineup from there. Um, and heck, for that matter, he had years where he could fill in three or four spots every game with you know the mv3 and other guys like that so um this team needs that desperately 
And if you think that we're going to have an opportunity to really compete, it's the, the talent level needs a serious upgrade. So with free agency opening up, the St. Louis Cardinals say they're open for business. We're going to find out how open for business they are. And I saw a tweet today that really got me thinking. And um, I'm going to be real curious to get the thoughts from my, uh, my friend uh, on the M4BiYachty.com hotline. Let's welcome in Benji Molina. What's going on, pal? What's going on, guys? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm ready to go. And, and like you said, uh, free agency is open. Uh, we already lost three guys uh, in our roster. Uh, so we're we ready. We're ready to roll, man. Well, we definitely need some help. Um, I think the uh, Cardinals uh, understand that they need uh, some help, and we shall see what happens with that. But when it comes right down to it, I'm very curious. Uh, well, hang on. First off, let's let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's take a minute here and and find out. I'm assuming you have talked to your brother since he won the gold glove, and I'm just curious. That's his ninth gold glove. He's obviously won um, – uh, he's obviously won eight other gold gloves. He's won platinum gloves. After not winning it um, and, and finally bringing it back, uh, what did I mean? What I mean? Does it kind of feel like? Is there any like vindication for him? Like I know you know everybody talks about I'm getting older. I hadn't won the gold glove. Uh, this and that. You know, dealt with some injuries. Was there any vindication in this for him, or is it just 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 pure appreciation? And he knows who he is. Yes, it's just pure appreciation. Uh, Jimbo, I think uh, he's never mentioned anything else. He's never been uh, disrespectful to any of the other winners. Uh, he won't say it, but I will say it. He should have won. He should have won it all those years. Uh, if you ask me, uh, those guys that won it were not better than him uh, in that year. So in defense. So, anyways, but. He won't say any of that. He's very humble. Uh, we are. I'm just saying it because it's true. But he won't say anything like that. He He's just enjoying it. He's enjoying a great year. Uh, he's never he's never been a guy who who thinks about that stuff. Like he's never been okay. I gotta throw a guy out because I want to win the Gold Glove. I wanna I wanna surprise a guy at second base. But no, he he's a guy that has been always ready for the game challenges. You know, the, the game brings a lot of challenges, and Yadi Molina is always ready for him. Um, this year was was a big challenge for him, not only on the defensive part, but, like, new pitchers and, and, and veterans getting hurt and veterans uh, not doing so well and him picking up, you know, trying to call a game and trying to help out some young guys. So it was it was a really tough year for him, and he showed everybody that, He's the best, man. I mean, I'm not saying that he's my brother. He's. This is the thing, Jimbo. I, I don't have to say he's the best. I don't have to. Me being his brother. If you're out there think that I have to say he's the best, you're wrong. I don't have to. He showed the world he's the best. He goes out there and show everybody he's the best. He never says he's the best. He's never saying anything uh, to his favor, he just show you out there, I'm the best. That this kid missed a month, and he still end up with 20 home runs, 75 RBI, having a good offensive year, having a great uh, defensive year. He still reached more than 100 game after missing a month with the really really brutal injury. 
So I mean, I don't I don't have to say it. He he show us he's the best, you know. And, and this year, um, I, I think a couple a couple players that I like, a couple players that I think should have won Gold Glove, they got robbed. Uh, one of them is our guy in in, in the uh, Cardinals. I think Colton Wong should have won it. I think Javi Baez probably should have won it, if not Colton Wong. Uh, I think uh, Lindor should have won one. I I, I think uh, when I say this, and I say it very clear, I said, I, I don't know who votes for these things, man, but it's, they're really, really off most of the time, and well, seriously, it's it's really a shame. Yeah, it's an interesting process. I've, uh, I'm, you know, I, I, you look at, and I guess twenty five percent of it is numbers, and then seventy five percent of it is a vote. And the thing I'm still a little confused about is how many votes each team gets. Um, uh, the coaching staff and players vote for it. Um, I'm trying to figure that out, and and you know, and and how it works because. It's yeah. It, it it's a little. Like, you vote for everybody, but your own teammates. I think that's what it is, right? Yeah. That, uh, like if you're in the Cardinals, you cannot vote for Colton Wong. You vote for somebody else, right? But, um, but you can. You're gonna tell me Lamehu is better on Gold Glove uh, points. It's better than Javi Baez or Colton Wong this year. I mean, like, where did they? Where do they get these that – what game – this is what I'm trying to say, Jimbo. What game, what MLB games are they watching that they think Lamehu it's better this year than either Colton Wall or Javi Baez or, or in the American League, Lindor? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I must have missed a lot of games, I guess. Lamehu must, must have made – top tens every week that I missed or or he was unbelievable in the range and he must have saved a lot of runs and because I missed that. I don't know what, what MLB games they were watching, but I guess I missed it. I, I need to pay more attention. Yeah, I mean, I, I did see, again, I, I did see some um, – I did see some uh, – some numbers that would say that DJ Lemayhu is is an awfully good fielder. Uh, my thing is this, and and that's fine. But that's not that's not what I was saying. Yeah, I, I know. And, well, that's kind of where I'm going with this, and that's really where I'm going. I guess players don't vote for it. It's just managers and coaches in each league. And and now I'm back to what I said before. I, what I don't know, and I can't seem to find, is is it one vote per team? Is it you know you get three votes it's you a bench manager another man i i don't know so i i can't seem to find that if anybody knows i'd love to i'd love to know um no it's i think i may well i don't know this looks old anyway so what i'm trying to figure out here is to your point okay i don't think anybody is arguing that dj lemay who's not a fine defensive player i think that even you'd have to be an idiot number one to watch him play and then look at his numbers and not say he's not really good defensively i get that there has to be something said, though, and this is where I have a problem with the analytics. I've, I watch D.J. LeMahieu play a lot of baseball. Um, I just watch a lot of baseball. Um, again, I happen to have him 
on my fantasy team for a couple of years. And anytime I get an opportunity to see Colorado or do whatever and, and on this, you know, with, with the apps and everything, you can watch games all the time. I, I don't see him making near the plays that, that Colton Wong makes that this is where I have a problem with the numbers that, are, that can be game-changing plays. The whole play's not made. What about plays that shouldn't even be made that a guy makes? You know how many plays Colt Wong made this year just watching games that if he doesn't make them, they're not errors, they're hits. Uh, that's see. Let me let me let me let me do something real quick. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you, Jimbo, and real quick so you can finish your point because it's true. The guy, the 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 balls that Colton Wong gets to and might made an error are the ball that LeMahieu is a base hit. You don't even touch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Colton Wong's giving you a chance to get an out by catching that ball that you didn't even reach. It was a base hit, totally a base hit. And then Colton Wong reaches out, made an error. Oh, yeah, he made three more errors than LeMahieu. Well, no crap he's going to make more errors. But he gets too many more balls than, than LeMahieu won't make. It's like giving a... a to my friend, giving a gold glove to my friend, David Eckstein. I love David Eckstein, but he could have never won it. I mean, he could have won it by numbers because he didn't reach the, the base hit once. He catch everything in front and close to him. Of course, his, his rate was going to be higher. His numbers were going to be higher, but he wasn't a gold glove because he couldn't reach the base hit once, the ones on the hall, the ones over here. And that's what I wanted to say to the people. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I don't want to like. I don't want it to turn into another. Well, the numbers show that DJ Lemay. Uh, that's fine. I I, that t- I I don't. Yeah, care. the numbers that yeah. he reached. It's yeah. like Ben Sobris. Ben Sobris winning a Gold Glove or even being mentioned at a Gold Glove at second base. That he says is great, not because Ben Sobris is a bad player or a bad fielder. It's a disgrace to me because Ben Sobris does not have the same range as Javi Baez or Colton Wong. That's, that's, that's an embarrassing for MLB to put somebody in mention uh, in, in like Ben Sobris over, over Javi Baez or Colton Wong. Oh, nominees of Ben Sobris. Are you kidding me? Of course the numbers are going to say better because he can catch two feet from him. And Colton Wong can catch five feet from him to each side. But you see what I mean? I think MLB is missing out on – I don't know how they do it, man, but they're missing out really big time. And, and these are really important awards, man, really important awards. And they're missing out like you don't even know, man. Well, um, I, I'm – you know, we're going to look at – uh, the Cardinals today. Um, it's a, you know great for Yachty, awful for Colton Wong. I thought he had a legitimate shot of winning this thing. Um, uh, I thought, you know, I really thought he was the hands down winner. Um, but uh, you know, they, these awards are what they are, and um, you can bang your head against the wall a hundred times over, I guess. And we'll just have to. It's embarrassing, bro. It's totally embarrassing for MLB to do this. I mean. No, I'm not talking about these years. <laughs> it's been happening for how many years? When you have a guy, a catcher, a long time ago, long time ago, this is a long time ago, I get it. A catcher with the with the 28 
to 26 or 26 to 28 percent. No, let me let me rephrase this. When you have a catcher having a 19 percent throwing guys out, and you have three catchers with the higher than 28 percent made less errors than that guy that did 18 percent out throwing guys out and had like like a bunch of more errors, and you still give it to that guy. There's something wrong. You know what I'm saying? So it, this has been happening for a long time, Jimbo. This this thing has been going on for a while. Well, I you know, I I, I again say that I get it. It's fine that they can do. But to your, I, I understand why it would bother more people because um, I'm looking at it trying to figure out, you know, how in the world. Can some of these guys uh, realistically say that it's that numbers tell the whole story? They they just don't sometimes, and I I'm I'm trying to embrace them more, but I just I I don't know I can't I can't handle that. Um, you can, that's that's been happening though, Jimbo. I mean, it's really sad that that is true, but it's been happening. You have guys making errors because they reach to the ball that other guys cannot. So that cannot guy, it's it, it cannot make more errors than this guy because he doesn't reach the balls that these guys do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So of course, they're going to make more errors because they reach to 20 to 25 more balls over the year than your freaking guy that is just a normal good player, like normal good range guy, not a extreme guy like Javi Baez. I saw Javi Baez made an error. On a ball behind second base, second base without a shift, he went over, dove in, got the ball, throw the first, it hit the glove of Rizzo, short hop, and he went over to the to the dugout. That's an error, but Ben Sobers cannot reach that because he will never get to that ball from the same spot that Javi Baez was, or or other guys. Lamehu probably wouldn't do an error because he would never even touch that ball. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's weird, man. It's weird how these things are going. I lost a lot of faith in MLB a long time ago, not now. A lot of faith in, in, in MLB because the way they're doing things, plus they're changing the game big time. You know, I, I think that's why they they hear me talking, and that's probably why I don't get a chance to, to manage or, or coach somewhere because they know how I feel. Well, we will see uh... – we will see what happens as MLB moves forward with some of these things. The St. Louis Cardinals have an opportunity to move forward with their baseball team here in the next, you know, anywhere from day or weeks to uh, to make improvements to a roster that I think desperately needs some improvements. Um, they've come out and said as much. They they 100% say that they are. Uh, open for business and not just open for business. They are open to exploring elite players, uh, which come with elite contracts. Uh, something that a lot of Cardinal fans just, you know, have come to the point of, I'll believe it when I see it. Hard to argue that. I'm not here to argue anybody on that subject. Um, I've said once, I'll say it again, it's put up or shut up time. Uh, I I know that a lot of people are of the opinion that until the fans stop showing up, they're not going to do anything. Um, I guess I give them too much of the benefit of the doubt, not from a baseball standpoint, from a business standpoint. As I've said a hundred times over, anybody worth their salt at running a business 
doesn't allow it to uh, get into a negative situation before you address issues. Uh, now, maybe maybe they are different. Maybe they can live with it because they're making so much money. I don't know. That being said, they do uh, they have opened their mouth kind of and said, hey, we're open for business. I'm not quite sure how many years in a row you can go saying one thing and then not delivering and doing another <laughs> and failing. So we're going to find That's out. That's exactly what I was going to say, Jimbo. Well, an, an interesting thing I want you to think about. I saw a tweet last night from somebody, and I really wish I would have saved it to give them the credit for this tweet. But this is really interesting, and it got me thinking about this because I gave the Cardinals a lot of credit last year, and I know a lot of people did, for the willingness to take on the Stanton contract. Now, the Cardinals uh, had a deal in place to take him. There's a whole bunch of people that say, well, yeah, who cares? He was never coming here. Well, I will say this. The Cardinals went out of their way to go meet with him to try to convince him to come here. They you know, they did sign off on a deal that would bring him here, that we would have given up prospects, that we would have taken him, that we would have taken his money. So whether or not you believe it was a ho- whatever, they, they agreed to do it. So if at any time things went bad and Stanton said, yeah, I'll go, they were taking the money. That's it. End of story. And we were giving up prospects. So now I fast forward to today and I say, okay, now we're in a situation where we can sign some free agents and they don't cost you any prospects. All it does is cost you money. So I'm sitting here going, I'm not quite sure why this is so hard to, 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 to do. Now, the guy's got to want to come here. I understand that. But somebody tweeted this and it made me really, really think about it. This offseason will tell you how serious they really were about Stanton. Because if, they, if, you, you know, if you believe the reports, and the lowest number you heard was 255, we had heard the whole 300 million from people that were in the know. So if the St. Louis Cardinals were willing to take on that amount of money and give up prospects, why in the world wouldn't they be willing to go that and a little bit more for a player without giving up any prospects? It would stand to reason that if you have a need, and once again, your plan didn't work last year and you didn't make the playoffs. You know you need to make a change. I don't know how you don't make the guy tell you no. So I would agree that if they don't go do that, and, and, and again, I will give them, if, if they don't sign Harper or Machado, and, but yet they go out and do a whole bunch of other things, then, then I'll be okay with it. I get it. Things to improve this team. But if they don't sign one of those guys, they really are going to have to enact a plan that drastically improves the roster. So either way, I think we're going to find out how serious they really were about Stanton. And I just thought it was a good tweet because, you know, if they really aren't willing to spend any money this offseason, whether in the form of plan A, plan B, and plan B could be a lot of different things, but if they're not willing to do that, then it makes you wonder how serious they ever really were. So um, interesting thought, and I want you to think about that, Benji, while I remind our listeners to check us out. TwoBirdsOnABat.com. You can subscribe to the show there, which we're going to ask everybody to start doing. I know some people have had some issues with uh, receiving the show in a couple different ways. Just subscribe. It's free. Uh, you do it by going to TwoBirdsOnABat.com and just click subscribe to the podcast. It takes about 30 seconds. Uh, walks you right through it. Um, you can also listen to the current show. You can do your shopping on Amazon, and that helps take care of our producers, Brian Crock, Andrew Allen. We would appreciate that. Uh, our big ask, though, is to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Birds on a Bat Show. If you're a Cardinal fan and you follow us, we're going to follow you back. Uh, Facebook's our big push. Uh, you guys have really answered the bell for us there, and we appreciate it. You simply go to Facebook, type in Two Birds on a Bat. Uh, go to our Facebook page, like it, uh, make sure you're following it, and then click Invite Your Friends. If you would invite your friends, we'd appreciate it. 
Mondays and Thursdays, I come out with the show with Benji. And on Wednesdays, we do bow ties and bullshit with Kyle Reese, Brendan Schaefer, and of course, everybody's favorite, Mo's Algorithm. All those shows, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, are typically uh, posted by 5 o'clock on Facebook. The post is pinned. We're going to ask you guys to like that post, make a short comment, anything, and then share it. Once you've done all three things, you are eligible for the, the prizes. Um, and we'd love to, to give away some of this stuff. So if you guys would do that, that'd be great. Um, happy to have guys win autograph memorabilia and send us pictures of it. And, and we do greatly appreciate it. And that's just, it's that easy to do. And again, it's just Facebook, uh, two birds on a bat, like the page, like the com- like the post, comment on the post and share the post. Find us on Instagram, two birds on a bat show. Also on lineupmedia.fm, home of the new streaming platform, Yo Radio. Download it on your mobile device today. Leave them a review. They would greatly appreciate it. And the new stations coming on board every day are nothing short of fantastic. Uh, to all of our partners out there, thank you. Uh, you heard me mention innovativecompanies.com and, of course, Patios, the original party place for Cardinal Baseball. We'd also like to send a shout-out to our friends at Gators Baseball Academy, uh, home of the four-pillar system where they take very serious the people that are doing the training and helping develop not only the player but the person. Uh, the people aspect is what I'm probably most impressed with at Gators Baseball. And again, that's GatorsBaseballAcademy.com, home now of the Missouri Gators, the Illinois Gators, as they really put a footprint over here in Illinois. And then, of course, the prep Gators Baseball Academy, and that can all be found at GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. Adam Smokehouse, thank you for your continued support. Uh, Watson Road, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, open till 7. It's not just for lunch anymore. You can also find out if you qualify for delivery. Uh, simply call them up, give them the address. They'll let you know. We did have a, a great customer want to know if they would deliver uh, quite a ways away. I thought that was good stuff, and I know they appreciated it. Catering, um, they can take care of you there. If you have an event, you need some uh, some catering done. Nothing better than some barbecue, especially golf tournaments, fundraisers, anything like that. Um, when you show up and you get quality barbecue, it'll make people want to keep coming back to your fundraiser, I promise you. That's Adam Smokehouse on Watson Road. Okay, Benji, my man. Um, do you think that if the St. Louis Cardinals don't do anything this year, it'll tell you that they weren't that serious last year about Stanton, or do you think one has anything to do with the other? Um, I think it will, it will tell you a little bit. It will tell you about how interesting they are in winning, uh, more than Stanton, you know, like Stanton can be just, okay, we were touching base with him. We don't know what went, what went on there. We, we didn't know if it was really true that they were going to get him or not. So I think it'll tell you how serious they are on winning. That's the biggest thing. Three years without a playoff, it's uh, it's huge in St. Louis, especially when you know, and if we know as, as baseball fans that they are a couple guys away from making the playoff those years and they I didn't even get those guys, all of a sudden here comes the off season. And you're still a couple guys away from making a playoff and making a good run at a World Series, and you don't get those guys. Um, I don't know what else can we think other than I mean they're very happy with the with the fans going in. They're very happy with the 3.4 million fans, and okay, let's put a good enough team out there and, and see what happens. Even if we don't win we might still have 3.4 million fans uh, and, and the outside, uh, the ballpark village, and we'll have a new hotel, whatever that is, apartments and in front of the stadium, and we'll still keep making money. So the only thing that I can get out of here, is Jimbo, is that we need one 
for two big gun guys to get us over Milwaukee and Chicago to at least feel comfortable when Chicago comes to town and say, okay, we have these this lineup or we have this bullpen that really if we get on top and, and we have the lead, we can win against these guys. That's what that's what's going to make me happy when we get those guys. But if we don't, it's going to be really, really hard, man. It's going to be really hard. People are going to be all over their butts, man, all year. Why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? Why, why Milwaukee got this guy? Why Milwaukee got that guy? And then Chicago Cup got stronger. Uh, and, and why didn't we do this? That's what they're going to hear, and I don't think they want that. But anyways, if they don't do anything, they might be just happy with getting 3.4 million fans in the stands and, uh, you know, and, and they making money. So we'll see what happens. Um, so my question to you would be this. Is there anything, like, is there anything in their 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 statements and their rhetoric, anything – that you've read or anything that you've seen or really just your overall knowledge of the situation. Is there anything that leads you to believe that this year will be different? I mean, is there, I mean, I know, listen, you're a fan. I'm a fan. You love the Cardinals. I mean, you work for the, I mean, to, in, in, in a capacity of being an announcer, I mean, you, you bleed red. I mean, you're a Cardinal fan, right? Um, is there something different this year that makes you think, I, I see this year being different. Or, or are you at the juncture like a lot of fans now that until they do something, you're just like, well, they're going to have to do something and show me because I've thought, you know, because where I'm at in it is, is there's been too many other opportunities that they haven't cashed in on or went all in on, in my opinion, that until they do it, they're going to carry this label. That's kind of how I look at it. There's only one different thing there's only one different thing i see that different thing i see is three years without a player uh three years being close but three years finishing third three years finishing fourth third whatever that was but that's the only different now they they have to feel the way we do they have to feel how we feel uh-uh this is a cardinals this is a one of the greatest organizations out there and guess what we need to make the playoff. And so for us to make the playoff, we need this, we need that, we need this, we need to move on, we need to do this. That's what, how they need to feel. But is it different right now? The only thing that's showing me that is different than, than years before is the third year, the third year without a playoff in a row. I mean, three years in a row. That's what's showing me that's the difference. That's how they, the organization needs to look at it. Damn, man. Three years without a playoff, the fans are getting antsy. Uh, we have to do something about it. This is the year. That's why. That's how I feel. It's different, just because of those three years, the third year of no playoff. Um, as a player, I'm not going to ask you to speak for your brother, but you know your brother has a certain standing within this club. He's an iconic player. Um, he's a fan favorite. The Cardinals identified it as much by making sure. That you know that they that they've taken care of him and he's taken care of them back and the whole bit. I mean they've they've identified Yachty as who he is. Does a guy like Yachty go in and say, "Hey guys, what are we doing?" Or I mean, I don't know if you want to speak for him or if you know for a fact he's just not that kind of guy. But you know, I mean, I would say he's certainly earned the right to make a phone call and say, "Hey, what are we going to do? This isn't we're not we're not ready to to go here." I mean. 
A, I guess my question would be, if you want to answer it, you know, do you, does that type of stuff go on? And B, I guess if you want to answer it, has Yachty done it? No, 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 no. Yachty is a player. He's just strictly a player. He's not a guy that's going to go out and say, hey, uh, um, I'm sure if he's, uh, if he's asked for his opinion, he will say it. But do I know it? Mm, I don't know that that much. I mean, I don't, I don't. And then when Yaddy sometimes tried to tell me, uh, talk about something, I'm like, hey, listen, bro, that's your personal stuff. Uh, I get that. But uh, one thing I, I got to say about Yaddy, he's a winner. He doesn't like losing. And I'm not saying anybody does. But if you know Yaddy, you, you've seen him and you talk to him a couple of times. He goes crazy when he loses. You know, like like he does. He hates it. Oh, and yeah. with that being said, I bet you anything, this this guy Yari, this guy is going crazy right now with these years not being in the playoffs. He's going nuts. He wants to be in it. He wants to do whatever it takes to get into the play because he's a winner, man, and 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 he does it. But I don't know about uh, if if they ask him for his opinion. I'm sure he'll say it. But do I know it for a fact? I, I I don't know if I know any occasion when they ask or oh I I think it's strictly concentrating and worry and worry about working out keeping himself in shape uh, winning games helping the team as as much as he can things like that I I think that's what he's doing uh, the office they have a lot of people around they have a lot of people around that can help that can tell me what what's missing on the team I don't think it's hard. To know what's missing, I don't. The, the whole season will tell you what's missing, so I don't think you need a scientific, uh, scientific guy or a science guy to tell you something that we probably know. So they know what's going on. They know what they need. They're after. This is the best free agent class that has been in a while. And what what that I mean in pitching, right? I mean, there's good good bullpen pitchers out there. Uh, so. If they really feel the need in pitching, they they have the answers right there. They could go out and get it. It's just about how how much are you willing to pay? How much are you willing to get those guys? I mean, that's that's what I know. Yeah, I've you know, and again, I I wasn't asking for you to um you know to 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 share anything that was off limits. I I guess my my thing really was um if I sit here and I look at this and I say. Okay, how how do I how do I improve my club? What are my uh, what is my motivation to improve the club? I like what you said earlier. You know, what's the difference between last year and the year before? And you know, well, at some juncture, you know, one year's become two years. Two years has now become three years. Um, yeah, that's the difference. You know, and it's like, you know, they had a nice run. Um, you know, they went through some changes and I think as a club and even as a, a GM or whoever you are, you sit here and go, okay, well, you know, we might have a down year or two, but I, I, I would have to question anybody's baseball expertise or knowledge that looked at this team as is looked at the trend and didn't know that you needed a serious upgrade in talent. I've seen a lot of nice tweets. I've seen a lot of nice Facebook comments, a lot of posts. I mean, we've been interacting with people more than we ever have. 
And, um, you know, and I, I'm human. I'm, I'm sure at times I might come across, uh, uh, you know, like I know more than, than somebody, but I don't. Um, it's all opinion. Uh, the truth is I, I would have to seriously question anybody that thinks just changing a manager with this group is going to be good enough to win a World Series. I like Mike Schultz. No, no. I'm happy Mike Schultz here. I, I, did, I, I have no idea what kind of manager he's going to be when we look back 10 years from now. Doesn't matter to me right now. All I know is I I think he did that's a fine not, job. That's not gonna happen, Jimbo. You know, I'm with you. But that, that's not gonna happen, buddy. That just a manager change is not gonna give you a championship. That's not going to happen. You have to have the personal. If you put Alex Cora into the Kansas City Royals last year, do he, does he win a championship? It's very simple. Very simple. Alex Cora was the best manager this year, I think. And, I mean, obviously he had the great team, but you still have to maneuver things around. And, you know, I think he was one of the best managers in the league. So you put that guy into the Kansas City Royals, do they, do they win the World, the World Series? I don't think so. You have to have the personal to win it. That's what, that's what our fans need to understand. Mike Chill is a great manager. He's a great mind added to our group. Now our group needs to find the personal to help us get to the World Series and win it. That's just bottom line, right? Yeah, you know, and, and seriously, the the whole thing is um, if if you had a really good roster and the manager just wasn't getting the job done and you brought in a new manager, I would say your your potential is much better, that the roster is that much better. Um, I think what we've been proven over time here is that it's just not. Um, it just isn't. <laughs> we've, we've seen clubs win in spite of their manager. Um, we've seen clubs do lots of things. And I'm sorry. Uh, they, this, the talent level is just not there. I don't know how you can really look at – if you've been a Cardinal fan at all for a decent amount of time and you look at the teams that had all the success for those 15 years basically – and then compare that roster to what we have now. It's not even close. And God love Jed Jerko, but come on, people. He is not a core player. Stop it. He's not. Okay? Paul DeYoung is a young player. And while I hope he becomes a good player, he is not a core player yet. Colton Wong has not proven his consistency. And I like Colton Wong. Okay? I, we, I mean, Harrison Bader. I mean, we got people comparing Harrison Bader to, to Mike Trout. Give me a break. How? Give me a break. How is that possible? Because people like because how, I how can you compare? because people like how he hustles and he had some big hits and he had some exciting plays, I guess. But I mean, it's not even close. You have no idea no, what he's going to do. Now I like him. That's not fair. Yeah, that's not fair for Bader either. <laughs> you know, I mean, listen if. Why in the world – this is my thing. How in the world – if you get presented Bryce Harper at 10 years on your baseball team or Tyler O'Neill, how in the world could you say there's no way I, would, I want Bryce – I want Tyler O'Neill? How can you – I'm sorry, let me rephrase. How in the world could you say, I don't want Bryce Harper, we have Tyler O'Neill? How in the world can you say that? We have lost our minds with assumptions of what players are going to do. Now – I understand that players have to be given an opportunity to see what they can do, 
But you're not talking about I, – I, I'm just going to be honest and say it. We're not talking about taking playing time away from Tyler O'Neill for Dexter Fowler. This, I mean, this is a guy who uh, – I'm sorry. I, that's, this is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy. When you have icon player out there in the free agency, there's nobody in your team you can compare him to unless you have Mike Trout, unless you have guys like J.D. Martinez, unless you have guys like that in the outfield, then you can compare Bryce Harper to those guys. But if you have um, Bader and if you have O'Neal, if you have um, Dexter Fowler, you have Ozuna, and you have the, uh, Martinez or uh, Jose Martinez in the outfield. And if you have those guys, Tommy Pham, in the outfield, and you want to compare it to, to uh, Mike Trout, now there's something wrong there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But if you want to compare Mike Trout to J.D. Martinez, he might not. J.D. Martinez might not be the best defender, but I'll take his number. I'll take his number over anybody. Bryce Harper had a bad year. He still crushed the league, and he was an off year for him. You know what I'm saying? You oh, can, yeah. There's there's icon guys out there that, that doesn't need to be compared to the young guys, to guys who haven't done it. I told you the example, perfect example to understand this. Troy Glass was our guy, third-base guy. I played with Troy Glass since the minor leagues. He made it to the free agent years, right? He's going to become a free agent. And what the Angels do? Oh, we have McPherson in the minors. He hit 30-some home runs in the minors. He's ready. So look at what the Angels did. They let go Troy Glass, which was a 30, 100 RBIs, 100 walks, 100 runs, uh, 280 to 300 batter, a great third baseman, because they had a young guy and because they didn't want to pay. So you let go a guy who has done it and might do it again for a guy that you don't even know what he's going to do. Yes, he has the potential to do it. It's like what was going to happen with Yadi. Remember when we were talking yeah. about Yadi was a free agent and they didn't want to give him three years? Okay, you let Yadi go. He's a gold glove for the Chicago Cubs, or he's a gold glove for Milwaukee, or, or whatever, whoever, because a lot of teams were going to give him the money, whatever. He's good. So uh, Yankees, he's going to be a gold glove in the Yankees. He's going to be a, a, a good hitter in the Yankees because you have Carson Kelly that has the potential to be good. You see what I'm saying? Sure. The potential to be good doesn't give you what the guy have done it. The guy have done it, and he's going to give you that for sure. That's what Yadi is going to give you next year. That's what um, Osuna, in this case, he's still young, but, but that's what Osuna is going to give you. So those numbers, if you want to get Osuna, get rid of Osuna, and then put O'Neal because you think in your head O'Neal has the potential to do that, I mean, you're crazy. You're crazy in your team. It doesn't mean O'Neal is a bad player. O'Neal is a great player. I like him. He's a, a very – but he has not done it. You know what I'm saying? So you cannot let go one guy who has done it for years and will do it next year again, wherever he is, 
for a guy who haven't done it yet, and you don't know what he's going to get. That's, that's all my opinion. Well, and here's the thing. I, I want to say this, and I want to be clear about this. I don't have any issue with Tyler O'Neill. I don't have any issue with any of these guys. If, no, no, if you no, have a, that's not what we're saying. Yeah, if you have a situation where you have a team and you have core players – and all of a sudden you have an opening in the outfield and you've got all this, you got this. then by all means, you know, you take a guy like Tyler O'Neill or Harrison Bader or whoever, and you put them in there and they get an opportunity and they perform and they become part of a team. My problem is, is that when you start saying, I don't want a core guy that carries the water because I'm going to put in this maybe guy and I'm going to count on this maybe guy. I think we've seen what's happened the last few years when you start putting in guys that are, I'm sorry, at this juncture in their careers, complementary players, okay? This is what you get. This is what you get. You get no playoffs. You get slumps. You get prolonged slumps. You get not, not good enough. That's what you get. You get pretty good, but not good enough. You know, you get a game-winning home run one day and then – nine strikeouts in our next 14 at-bats, and they, they kill you, whether you like to admit that or not. I mean, that's what you get. And you can argue that, and you can say, well, everybody. But, you know, other guys just have done it more. And whether you like that or not, I don't know what to tell you. You can show me some numbers. You can do some things. But there is no way in the world, no way, that I am going to not take Bryce Harper all because I want to play Tyler O'Neill. I think there's plenty of time for Tyler O'Neill to, to fit into this mix, to do some things, to keep getting better while we can or, go while we can go ahead and sign <laughs> sorry, while we can go ahead and yeah, sign or, Bryce Harper. Yes. Or you sign Bryce Harper and you let go Tyler O'Neill for somebody that you trade for somebody that might help your team. Because now you signed Bryce Harper. Now, you might not need a Tyler, Tyler O'Neill. Might, you might not need a Dexter Fowler. You might not need whoever you're not counting in now because you signed an outfielder. So guess what? That outfielder like Tyler O'Neill, you go out and trade him for whatever your team needs, you know, and try to improve your team. That's what teams are. That's what team does. Take, it, take a moment and think about the Dodgers. When they signed Manny Machado, who left? Who did they trade him for? Or who who did they trade later for or before? They traded a shortstop that was on the way up. Why? Because there's no more spots for, for him because we got Manny Machado and we might have a chance to sign him back or whatever it is. But if you get guys like that, like, like that good, seriously, get rid of your guy, get, get find yourself, you're giving, you're giving that guy an opportunity to be good with somebody else. You already have your guy in, in, in Bryce Harper, so get rid of one guy and go get you help from somebody that could help you in your team. That's very simple. I don't know why people can understand that. Well, I, I – I, listen, I'm all for, you know, we're going to find out about young guys and see what they can do, and I get that. But we're not in a position right now to count on that. That's my problem. If the Cardinals had had all this you know, sustained success and things were going really well and there was no issues, and you said, you know what, we're going to move on from Dex and we're going to start playing Tyler O'Neill every day in right field, I would be like, okay, that sounds great to me. 
That sounds great. But you cannot tell me, after not making the playoffs for three years, not having a guy that you can bat third, and I'm sorry, Tyler O'Neill does not look like a number three hitter to me, not at this juncture for sure, okay? He looks more like a, a, a five guy, you know, maybe a six guy. You know, he's a lot like Paul DeYoung, if you, if you really think about it. Um, that's the guy that, that I'm going to put in that position. I'm not going to ask this young guy who's already struggling to some degree with strikeouts and things like that to come on in here and bat third for the St. Louis Cardinals, especially when the St. Louis Cardinals haven't made the playoffs for three years. So I'm going to try to be realistic and, pre- and, and a little bit understanding to why people well, you like can, young you players. Well, you can do that when you don't have it, right? What's that? You can do that when you don't have a third hitter. You can do that when you don't have a fourth hitter. Well, yeah, I mean yeah, – well, the truth it's is, Ryan, it's okay. the truth well, is, they may it. have to do it. I mean, if they, if see, and that's where we're at, right? You know, that's the thing. If they don't make any changes, if they don't get any better, well, they may have to do that. We may not have a choice. Yep. I mean, that's I, not because it's the best. It's the best out there. It's just because we might have. To. Right, and that's that's probably the thing that will upset me the most, only because I think we have enough resources to fix this problem and get a lot better i mean again that's my opinion i guess we'll see what happens and to be quite honest i i i I don't know any other reason i don't know any other way they're going to fix this thing without spending money and that's the thing i i said this week we were going to look at realistic trade targets i'm putting that off until the friday show only because a free agency opened and i did want to address and and since that's happened um you know I I don't take this lightly. When a, when a, when an owner comes out and says we're open for business on elite players, well, you opened your mouth now. You better go out there and 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 get involved. So if the owner's yeah, gonna, but they don't care about that, Jimbo. Well, I do. So that's why I'm talking about it. You know, I'm yeah, like, we, yeah, we do, right? Man, we do, but but they they don't care about it. They don't care what you know what I mean, right? Like sure. they don't they say stuff, but. We care because they said it. We're like, oh man, now they got to go and get somebody. But really, in their head, they they don't that they don't. It's it's not that they don't care. It's they they don't they don't mind. They might say something right now, but it might not be what's in their head at the end. You know? Sure, and and I understand that. I guess my point on the whole thing was is that if the St. Louis Cardinals are going to come out and say, hey, look, we're open for business. We're looking to do something. Well, we need help. Free agency started. Okay, so now we're going to talk about it, and we're going to look at some of the options because in the end, if the St. Louis Cardinals are going to get better and they're going to get better in a hurry, whether it's free agency or a trade, it's going to require money because none of the guts that you're going to trade for, like uh, obviously we're going to talk about these guys, and I don't want to get into it too much today. We're, We're going to obviously see by the numbers what the guys have to say about it on Wednesday, and then we'll attack it on Friday. Because I think we'll at least have more information by then, to be honest. But the the reality of it is, let's just throw two of the names out there that everybody keeps talking about. That's uh, that would make a difference offensively on this baseball team. That you could pencil in at third every day and not have to worry about it. And that's Nolan Arenado and that's Paul Goldschmidt. Well, guess what? Both of those guys are going to require. Number one, you're going to have to give up a bunch of prospects to get either one of them, and then you're going to have to turn around and give them both a whole bunch of money. Now, because of their age, you may not have to give them $300 million, but you're probably going to have to give them both $200 million. 
and you're going to have to trade away a bunch of prospects that open up holes in other areas. So, again, you can't tell me that no matter how you shake this thing out to make some real changes on this team isn't going to require money because it is going to require money. And But there's an there's a opportunity for the Cardinals right now to get a legit player and pay money, like you say, and pay good money to one player and then get two relievers that that that's still going to get paid pretty good money, but it's not $300 million. But is they still gonna require good money to sign them, which is okay. But you can you can do it that way. That's what people need to understand, and that's what the Cardinals need to understand. You can still do it that way, buddy. You can still go get your number one guy out there, pay big bucks for him, and then go get two two relievers that settles your bullpen after, which you pay big bucks on him, but it's not three hundred million. You only pay $300 million to one guy or whatever. I don't know if they're going to end up doing that. I'm just saying if you want to do it, go ahead, do it, because you're going to need two bullpens anyway. I'm telling you, you add that bat in the lineup and you don't add anybody in that bullpen, Jimbo, we'll be in the same situation. I bet you anything. You add up a guy, uh, uh, Bryce Harper, into our club right now, and we might still lose 30 to 35 games after the sixth or after the seventh inning when we were winning. And then what? We're going to be back in the same offseason. Okay, we have Bryce Harper. And now guess what? Now we need to fix the bullpen. But guess what? We lost one year that we could have done it today. We could have done it right now. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, interestingly enough, something you just said that I think makes a lot of sense is you know, we, we've talked about the fact that the St. Louis Cardinals have some real opportunity here, and the truth of the matter is, to your point, okay, let's look at this. If the St. Louis Cardinals were to sign Bryce Harper, I think we're all painfully aware, if that's the word you want to use, that it's probably going to be a 10-year deal. Okay, that's the number thrown around. I mean, who knows if it's 9 or 8 or 11 or 12 or whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. It's going to be for a long time, Okay. So you've signed what you have as an anchor-type player, and what you've basically said with that kind of money and with that kind of contract is that we're all in on this guy. We will have to live with his struggles. We will live with his MVP-type numbers. We will live through everything because he's our guy, much like you would have done with you know when, that you did with lots of guys, right? So my point is you obviously are going to be able to trade from a position of strength now because you ain't taking that guy out of the lineup. So you're going to have excess outfielders now, and you can work on me. I know. but So I but think Jim, you're right. Do, I think you make a great do point. You, you sign Machado right now. Yes, our team becomes better. Yes. All right. First series of the season, Milwaukee, whoever it is. Milwaukee comes to town. Six, seven, eight, and ninth inning. Who throws them? Well, that was kind of my point. So, if you, you sign have, you him, have you have can, yeah. Already. yeah. You have Machado already. Right. That's what people wanted, an icon guy, which a 10-year guy, a 8-year guy that's going to settle your, your, you know, your team, you know, your fan base is going to be great. The town is going to be excited for these guys for 8 to 10 years. It's going to be great. All right. That's cool. All right. First series of the season. Milwaukee or Chicago Cubs comes to town. 
who throws the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth inning for you? Same guys? You see what I mean? Well, there's, You're still going to lose that game. You're still going to – I mean, I'm not saying every game. I, I hope people don't – not getting me wrong. Uh, you're still going to lose some games, and those games could be 30 games in a year because you didn't fix the biggest problem you had all season. You see what I'm saying? No, and I... you still have Machado in your lineup, but you're still going to lose 30 games to 35 games after the six when you're winning. So what what is the difference? What Just because you have your icon player uh, is going to fix up your – your team for years, great. But what is what what does it make? What difference does it make? Because next up season we'll be here sitting down doing the show and, and be the same problem. Well, you know what I'm saying? No, I do, and I don't think. I mean, I know I haven't. I've I've I haven't said um, just sign him and that's it. You can't sign just one guy and not address the bullpen. No, no not not you. Yeah. I'm saying like general. Yeah, like like people out there. They cannot be saying, oh, sign my shout and we're going to win the division. Because I bet you anything, I've been saying it for years now. I've been saying it for many years, even before I started doing the show with you guys. A good bullpen will get you to the playoff, and a great bullpen might find a way to make it to the World Series and win it. And a lot of people that play the game, Jimbo, they agree with me because it's true. I played through it. I played through it. I played in the playoff. I play. I lost the playoff. I, I won the playoff. I didn't make the playoff. I made the playoff. So I, I'm just telling you from experience, a good bullpen will get you to the playoff, will maybe manage to make it to the World Series, maybe manage to win the World Series, but it's a good bullpen. That's gonna do that. Just hear me out, man. I'm I'm just saying it. I've been saying it for many years. Well, I would assume. <laughs> I hate to say this, but I I don't see how, I don't see how they don't address that. To be honest with you, I mean, I I it's the the bullpen's an issue. I mean, no matter what you do, the bullpen's an issue. I mean, it's it's a problem. It's a real problem. Um. You can look at a lot of different things and, and know that the bullpen's a problem. Uh, it's an issue when you have two teams ahead of you that have great bullpens. That's why it's an issue. Uh, you know, I guess, I guess where I was going earlier also on to, to kind of, kind of piggyback off what you were saying was just quite frankly that. If you sign Bryce Harper, not only is free agency an option for you, but now you can also address the bullpen through trades. I mean, there's a variety of things that you can do that can really, really get it done for you. And to be honest with you, um, there's no way. To your point, they could sign Machado and Harper and they're still going to have bullpen issues if they do nothing. So that's not going to work. Yeah, they might lose 30 to 35 games with Machado and Short. With Bryce Harper and Wright, they might lose 30 to 35 games. That might cost you to make the playoffs. But what happens to the Nationals this year? They had the great starting pitching because they did. They started pitching great, but when they became the seventh, eighth, and ninth, they struggled this year. They let go 
two guys that were their base in the bullpen, and they thought they could substitute those two guys. They did it, and guess what? It didn't work out because those guys were the bullpen. But they took a chance, and they didn't sign anybody. They let him go. They let them go, and they found themselves struggling in the sixth, in the seventh, in the eighth, in the ninth inning. So that's what I'm trying to say. That, that's all I'm saying. Uh, if you have a good bullpen uh, with the starting rotation we have, and that bullpen becomes a, 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 a priority for us, man, we are scary. We are scary. Oh, I'd agree. It's we're gonna find out. I mean, it's 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 up and running. Rumors are already starting. Um, the you know I I rumors are what they are. I, you, if you use a little bit of common sense, it would stand to reason that Philadelphia is very much a part of all this. They position themselves to be. Uh, I'm more intrigued by the rumors of who's not involved and how real that is. I mean, it's interesting when you hear. The New York Yankees basically, I mean, send out notes saying we're not really interested in Harper at all and we're just going to kick the tires on Machado. Um, you know, we have other needs. The Chicago Cubs have, have made moves that would lead you to believe that they don't have the money to spend on either one of those two guys. Um, interesting. They might take our bullpen away. Yeah, I mean. They might take those guys that could help us in the bullpen. They might take them away and then we're back in the same area. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, you wonder if there's not a shift in certain. I'm not going to speak for him, but you know, you wonder if there isn't um, if there isn't some shift in management style out there that says, "Why would I give three hundred? Yeah, know. why give three hundred fifty million to an iconic player when I can spend, you know, fifty million dollars on my bullpen and I can shorten a game down to five innings and I can win that way. I mean, why not, and on a shorter term contract, you could see that. I mean, you could see people saying that. And if the St. Louis Cardinals had, I don't mind that either. I don't either. And if the St. Louis Cardinals had a core type guy, and they said this is the year that that's what we're going to do, I'd be all for it. I just think they put themselves in a position, and again, I'm not blaming them. I'm not saying they're awful, but they have. I mean, let's call it what it is. They have failed to develop a middle of the order type guy, and the truth of the matter is, they're going to have to address that, and it's going to be painful. You bet it's going to be painful. And it's nothing wrong. And it's nothing wrong with not developing a guy like that. What is wrong is not getting somebody from the outside to help you. That's what's wrong. You know what I'm saying, Jimbo? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you shouldn't develop a, a, a Alex Rodriguez in your in your days. That's fine. That's all right. You couldn't develop it, but guess what? Others, other players are out there, free agency that or trades, and you're gonna tell me if you can have a chance to get Goldsmith, which is a Gold Glove, and it's a, a silver bat, and it's a, a great player, and you're gonna trade a few guys for him, not not a, not a bunch of guys. Obviously, you don't want to do that, but but if you have a chance to trade for the guy and you don't lose your main guys. And, and you don't do it, a goldsmith in your team, that'll be like signing Machado. That'll be like signing a freaking uh, Bryce Harper, maybe not to the to the top of their capability. But, but oh, goldsmith in your team? Come on, really? And then you go out and sign a bullpen and, oh, come on, man. There's other ways to do it. You don't have to just develop your guy, right? But there's other ways to go out and do it. 
Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take work. They're gonna have to get something done here, and we're gonna have to see it. And like I said, we're gonna we're gonna talk uh, about some realistic trade targets um, uh, at the end of the week here. Um, like I said, I think people can kind of identify who those are. I'm always curious what the other guys come up with because they'll go look at some back stuff. I think Mo kind of gave Mo's algorithm gave me a little bit of a. I mean, I like his idea uh, of who he wants to go trade for uh, reliever wise, but. Those teams got to want to trade those guys, so we're we're making a lot of assumptions, and that's my problem with 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 trades, free agency. Go get that list. Free agency. Go get the list. I gave you one. Yeah. Well, free agency is <laughs> a, a lot easier. Well, free agency is easier because we know they're available. When you start talking about trading for relievers or trading for players, you have speculation that they're available. And what is everybody's definition of available? Well, yeah, he's available. If you want to give me the farm for him, he's available. But if you don't want to give me the farm for him, then he's not available. Well, is he really available then? So that's kind of my issue always with trades. Exactly, but in that list that we have, there's a bunch of relievers that can help the San Luis Cardinals. Go get them. They have the opportunity. They know what it takes. It's going to take maybe to overpay a few guys, uh, relievers. Well, guess what? You want them? Go get them. The Colorado Rockies overpay a little bit on on this guy, on, on Wade Davis. They overpay on that other guy that I forgot his name right now. But the two of them didn't pitch well. But the, guess what? The Colorado Rockies, you got to give them credit because they went out and got him. They got what they needed. They went out and got Wade Davis. And who's the other guy, Jimbo? I, I keep uh, forgetting. Brian Shaw, and they already had had uh... – yeah, they, Brian, they, they already they already had out of Eno. Yeah, so guess what? They uh, you got to give them credit because they moved and they went out and tried to get it. That's why you have to give them credit. It didn't work out so much, but who cares if it didn't work out? Now we can talk about it, but nobody cares if it didn't work out. I bet you anything. Right in the off season, everybody was excited. Oh, we got the guys that were out there. So the St. Louis Cardinals, as an organization have an opportunity to go sign some free agency. Craig Krimbrill, Kimbrill is, is available. Andrew Miller is available. Uh, Kevin Herrera is available. Familia is available. Well, the St. Louis Cardinals need help in the bullpen. Go get them. Make some phone calls and go get them. If it don't work out, let them dictate that at the end of the year. But go get them. You know what I'm saying? You need it? Go get them. That's what we need. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on it. Um, we're going to see what happens. I think that um, I, I know this. As a, as, a, uh, as a fan, if I look back, I, I have a – like, for instance, I have a whole lot less of a problem with the St. Louis Cardinals signing Greg Holland and it not working out than I do them not signing anybody and it not working out. All I want is for them to try. I want them to make it. If they sign guys and trade for guys that are that are good players and they don't work out, I can't hold that against them. I just can't. No, no, you no, know? no. So, they did it. They, yeah, they tried. They, they tried. They they gambled. They 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 tried to bring in a good quality player. And if it doesn't work, but the sitting around with the dry powder and we're waiting, and everybody keeps going. Well, why, why spend this year? Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's spend on this guy. Let's spend on this guy. Nothing changes. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I'm tired of sitting around and waiting. You don't know what's going to happen with Nolan Arenado. You don't know if he's going to get traded at the trade deadline or traded now, and then somebody offers him it's a who we need today. Yeah, you have no idea. It's who we need today. 
to face uh, the Chicago Cubs and Milwaukee and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati Reds because those are the ones that we need to worry because I want to win the division. I don't want to get in the playoff in the wild card. Heck no. If I'm if I'm the organization, I worry about the guys who are on top of uh, on top of me last year, Chicago, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. That's what I worry about. I want to be better than them, and then once I'm better than them, then I start thinking about when I get to the playoff, what am I going to do? That's the way to think about it. You don't want to be thinking about the Dodgers. The Dodgers might not make it, or or, or the Giants, or whoever it is. Nah, that's not what you want. You want to think about the Cubs. They have a pretty good team. You want to think about Milwaukee. They have a pretty good team with the great bullpen. That's what you need to think about. And they're in the same division, so they might kick you out like they did last few years. So if I'm them, man, I'll put my gear on. Let's go. Who's out there? Come on. What what can we get out there that can help us and get us over these guys? Oh, that guy can help us. Let's go. Let's move on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I You know <laughs> – I, I can't um, I, I can't in good conscience let them off the hook this year. They're going to have to try, and they're going to have to try hard. Uh, I don't really ever let them off the hook for not doing anything. I, I just need them to try. This is free agency. This isn't a Stanton thing. This isn't a, hey, we made our best effort, and he didn't want to come here. I was okay with that. There's nothing they can do about that. With this Bryce Harper thing, with this Manny Machado thing, those two guys are going to have to say, I'm going to take less money to go here. Okay, I want to play in Philadelphia, and I know, thank you for the $350 million offer, but I'm going to take $320 million and go play in Philadelphia. That's what's going to have to happen for me to say, well, what are you supposed to do? I can't blame the Cardinals. And it, it could happen real easy. Yeah, it could. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, again, I – I'm going to have to look at this thing in the end and, and see what they did. Uh, it's going to be what they did, how they did it, and what they were willing to do and whether or not. Listen, we're all not dumb here. Okay, We, we, we will know what a true pursuit is and what it looks like. Uh, and in the end, we'll make a decision. But we shall see, my friend. We shall see. Um, thanks for being on today. I look forward to chatting with you on Thursday. I want to remind everybody to, uh, to make sure once again, they check us out two birds on a bat.com subscribe to the show, do your Amazon shopping there. Find us on social media at birds on a bat show is where you'll find us. If you're a Cardinal fan and follow us, we're going to follow you back, go to Facebook, type in two birds on a bat, like our page, click invite your friends. Don't forget on the pin post to like it, a quick little comment on it, or we can have a full length conversation, whatever you want to do, but make sure you like it, comment on it, and then share it. That'll get you eligible for the wonderful prizes. Um, you can find us also on Instagram, Two Birds on a Bat Show. Uh, lineupmedia.fm is where we are housed, and we appreciate all their support, and we love being part of, uh, of lineupmedia.fm as they are now home to Yo Radio, the newest streaming platform. Make sure you download that on your mobile device. You will thank us for it later. Uh, to all of our Facebook associates, we thank you for your continued support. Uh, Mick Lightart, City Media, Nate McHenry, Rally Squirrel, um, Chris Lawless, Gino, Crash, Ron Nuttall, all the gang over at Cardinals Nation, Cardinals 24-7. They've got something really great cooking over there, guys. We would always encourage you to go over there if you haven't liked their pages or don't follow those guys yet. You should, as they've always got great new content coming out, and they're pushing the envelope and really trying to blow the thing up. So I, I applaud those guys for their efforts. 
to uh, to all of the great Facebook pages out there, the ones that have really embraced us. Vicky and Linda have done a great job with fans of Yachty or Molina. Uh, I am a Cardinal fan. Yes, I am, are two of our favorites. STL Cardinals Crew is another great one that we get a lot of response from. Um, Cardinal Freak, always helping us out. Thank you. We appreciate that as well as, as you've been with us for a long time. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals Nation, STL Cardinals, uh, some of those great groups are amazing to be a part of Cardinals country. Make sure you guys check them out. And, again, I know if you're interested in Cardinals talk, it's all there for you. To all of our partners, thank you once again. Randy Green at InnovativeCompanies.com. As we mentioned, he's a 35-year uh, experience guy, second-generation craftsman for sure. And whether it's construction, heating or cooling, electric or uh, the new plumbing team, he's got you covered for all of your needs. Make sure you check out InnovativeCompanies.com. Don't forget patios, uh, especially when the season gets going, that they are the original party place for St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Uh, Gators Baseball Academy, for all of you out there who have sons playing baseball, daughters playing softball, or heck, in some cases, daughters still playing baseball, which is completely fine. GatorsBaseballAcademy.com is the, is, is the organization you're going to want to check out. So impressed with their four-pillar system. Uh, take into account who the, the people are that are in charge of your son or daughter. GatorsBaseballAcademy.com deserves the opportunity for you to at least check them out and see what they're all about. Not just in Missouri, Illinois. Not just in Missouri anymore. They are now also in Illinois. Um, again, just a great, great organization. Adam Smokehouse, thank you for your continued support as well. Located on Watson Road and some of the best barbecue in St. Louis. Don't forget to check them out for your catering needs. Uh, again, they do a great job, and you will love their, their, uh, their barbecue, no matter what you try, whatever special it may be. I promise you, you will enjoy your experience at Adam's Smokehouse. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, open till 7, and now delivering. Give them a call. Find out if you qualify. For my good friend, Benjamin Molina, on the M4BYADI.com hotline, I'm your host, Jim Cromer. Let's go, Birds. Go, Birds. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.